It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. You are listening to the Coaching Ignited Show, where we bring you stories and insights from coaches, fitness professionals, and industry experts to help you expand your business and reach your goals. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. My name is Alex Povey. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite apps, including Spotify and iTunes. The Coaching Ignited movement is on a mission to help coaches and personal trainers increase their sales and reach their full potential. If you wanted to find out more, please head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted to connect with us on social media, all the details can be found in the show notes. Now let's get into today's show. Today's special guest is going to give you some tips on how to take your fitness business online. Rue Anderson is the man behind Exceed Masterclass, where he provides fitness professionals with the tools and coaching to run a successful online business. Rue is highly respected in the industry for founding Exceed Nutrition, which has become the go-to online nutrition coaching website. He has also written a book called High Performance Living, the complete lifestyle book with healthy recipes and a strength training program. So go check that out on Amazon, guys. If you wanted to learn more about any of Rue's services and products, head over to exceedmasterclass.com or exceednutrition.com. But I just wanted to start, Rue, by saying thank you for, for being here. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Great to uh, great to connect and looking forward to chatting about this online stuff with you and your gang. Yeah. Awesome. So I wanted to kind of start with like what led you down this path? Like what made you get into fitness? Uh, <laughs> this one's really, really typical. And uh, I'm pretty sure there must be some other listeners that can are going to nod their head to this one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah um okay. seriously 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 that's how simple it was I, like i'm going i'm going right back here like what got me into fitness like no question about it i remember very very particularly going to uh, uh, my best friend at the time and uh, we went to his friend and uh, we were i don't know what we were doing we were really young at the time playing on computer games and one of the lads said hey let's stick a let's stick a dvd on and he stuck on of course pumping iron right the, the absolute classic and uh i i just remember sitting there just going whoa what who are these mm. people you know and uh i i think that, that was definitely a trigger for me and i remember those guys that uh we were there with they're like yeah let's do some press-ups and pull-ups and stuff so that was it that was it that got me into fitness no question about it and uh i definitely became a bit of a gym rap gym rat i should say for many years afterwards i'm the same i think who i was who was i watching um ronnie coleman i used to you know sure. he used to have those youtube videos lightweight uh, all those those crazy videos and i was looking at them i was thinking this guy is an absolute beast yeah and kind yeah. of when you're in, the, in that young age because I wasn't like super, super confident when I was growing up either. But you look at these guys and you think, if I could look like that, I think I'd feel a lot better about myself. 
I think that's why a lot of people get into kind of bodybuilding maybe is to to improve their self-esteem and their confidence. Did, did you find that? Is that kind of why you looked up to these people? I, I, I think it definitely was a component once I got past the whole like, whoa, look at those guys. They look awesome. They look like superheroes. I'd quite like to look like that. Once I got over that and started seeing more benefits from lifting weights and the fitness side of things and improving my health, yeah, definitely a huge, huge confidence boost. Um, yeah, for sure. It helps a lot, huh? So how did that, how did that interest, right, in in the fitness turn into an actual business? What made you decide, right, I'm actually going to take this, this interest I've got, and I'm going to turn it into a business? How did that come about? Mm, quite a quite a few years later, many, many years later, of course, um, I got interested in the health and fitness thing purely from that personal perspective. As we said, I uh, just started lifting weights. And then, of course, that leads to going, oh, well, I want to get slightly better results. So I'm going to look at my diet and then that leads you down the whole world of the nutrition side of things and it just grows and grows but um really turning it into a business happened um not very long ago now but not that long ago i suppose i got into started lifting weights and and etc like 15 years ago now it's it's funny when i say that like 15 years ago it seems like i'm <laughs> definitely <old. laughs> i'm definitely getting older <laughs> um so i started the business six years ago so you can see there's a bit of a time frame there and yeah those years before was just spent uh, i was competing in bodybuilding and powerlifting doing some fun stuff at the time but with that i actually got qualified as a survey engineer i got into yeah the engineering industry after i left university that was that was kind of the path i was on for many many years and uh, did about 4 or 5 years as a survey engineer uh, working in manchester in england and yeah yeah and it just it just just wasn't for me it that's all i can really say about it in a nutshell it, it just didn't suit me i wasn't happy and of course, over those years, my interest and knowledge, of course, had had expanded enormously around training, around nutrition, around healthy lifestyles. I'd done it for myself. I was helping friends and families out. And I kind of gained this increasing notion of, I'm going to start a business around this. It must have been that little entrepreneurial spark I had somewhere uh, six or seven years ago. And I started learning more, start getting a few qualifications that would allow me to do this full time or get gain insurance, etc. And yeah, I did the courses and certifications and read every blog and article as I'm sure so many people can relate to doing as well. And uh, yeah, it was at that point, a bit of a sticky point for me in my career in the engineering world that uh, I just decided to quit it. I just put my put my notice in with my boss for a month i sold my flat apartment sold my car got rid of all my overheads basically and that was it i i hired a website designer and said hey i'd like a website i want to be an online um coach and so i created this logo and this brand called exceed nutrition and yeah put all of this together when i quit the job basically and i was doing this from a little small rented room that i had in a flat share moved up to the northeast of england newcastle upon tyne and got to work basically around about six years ago and uh yeah it's just been this constant journey of learning and evolving and innovating over the last six years you you literally went all in didn't you you literally 
made a massive change straight away and went all in, sold everything, scaled back, started the website, like literally all in. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And uh, it's not always what I recommend. Definitely not to people to do. It's an option, of course. Um, But it's definitely a... It's a, it's a stressful option. It's definitely the, you know, it's, it, you're either going to sink or swim. That's basically what was going to happen me, to me there. And it was a very, very difficult time rolling back. If I had to go back the six, seven years now, I really would not like to go back to that place I was in six or seven years ago. Even though it was fun, it was the start of the new journey and has been successful to date, I still wouldn't want to go back to there. Um, so I tend to encourage people to take a more slow approach or at least do a little bit of testing, a little bit of validation before going all in. Yeah. It, let's just go back to that for a second. Did did you kind of make some mistakes then or if you could go back, like what would you have done differently looking back now? Uh, doing it slightly differently. I mean, I, I just went into it. I Like I said, Again, that would be something I don't recommend to people. I don't say to people, uh, to to our clients, like, "Hey, quit your job, uh, sell everything, <laughs> and you know, pay for a website, and it's all going to be okay." Uh, so I tend to get people to think a little bit more about their planning, a lot more than I ever did. Set some some real goals, right? Not just, "Oh, I want to be an online coach." Set some real goals. Find out your why. Why do you really want to do this? Why is this important to you? What's it going to bring for you? And also then do some planning around that in detail. Like, wh- like when I first started, I didn't didn't think of okay, it's I have a business model or what products or services am I going to offer? They kind of came slowly but surely. And again, I get people to think a little bit more about what what business model would you like to do online? Because here's an option. There are a few that you could choose from. And again, what, what type of service would you like to offer people? Do you want to work with them one-on-one? Do you want to create a group program? What's the sort of price would you offer? And how many clients would you need to reach your income goals? You know, these little things that... I yeah. didn't do. I didn't do. It's kind of like that typical, yeah, like a typical business plan. But back then, I suppose we rewind six, seven years ago, the online scene, it wasn't where it is today. So nowadays, there's lots of things set up to help you with your online idea and plan your online business, and particularly in the fitness industry as well now. Back seven years ago, that wasn't screaming out so much to people like myself um, when I, I wasn't as well connected, wasn't as many podcasts like this and people talking about it. So when you looked up like business planning, you were meted by these old fashioned, you know, business plans that you take to your, yeah, your ones. yeah, yeah, your corporate ones that you take to your bank manager or something. And it was just, it's yeah. just not helping anyone. So that's one of the mistakes I definitely made. And I encourage uh, the trainers and coaches that I work with who want to get onto online to just think about a little bit more what they want to achieve online and have a, uh, I call it the master plan, a little master plan into place. Yeah, great advice. Is there anything that you did that you look back and and go, oh, I shouldn't have just, I shouldn't have wasted all my time doing that thing? Because it's quite easy to jump into a business and get sidetracked by a lot of things that are not priority, but you you feel like you need to do them. And it's almost like, if I get these things done, then my business is going to explode, right? But yeah. can you recall any of those things where you just look at them and you go, that was just a waste of time. It didn't get me anywhere. And I changed it afterwards anyway. Yeah, likely my first website. 
so spent, uh, you know, it was definitely the first sort of project that I can remember getting stuck into when I first started online. I reached out to someone and I think I asked them to design me a logo, Exceed Nutrition logo, create this sort of brand. Had a little idea for the logo. Of course, we start there, right, when we don't quite know what we're doing, like I didn't. And then the second step was, oh, I need a website. And then the logo designer said, oh, I can refer you to a website designer. I thought, well, okay, I'll take that. Again, not much research. And from there, I spent a huge amount of time trying to work with this crap website designer, um, which makes it twice as difficult to try and put all of these little pages together that we think we need at the time, like a home page and a bite page and a contact form and a lot of time and money went into that first website and it wasn't necessary right then and there to put all of that time and energy into that website, particularly when, as you said, it's something that got changed pretty soon afterwards. Um, So again, I tell the the guys that I'm working with, like, like, it's not just about creating this website and that's it. You own a website and you have a business and you're going to get clients as a result um it's it's absolutely not so don't get too caught up in those that sort of logo the brand creation and like the website elements they're important assets but they're not the they're not the first thing that you may necessarily want or even need to build out to get some online coaching clients and to start generating a return quickly from it yeah totally agree i mean with with our websites We've literally updated them like tens, maybe a hundred times, little tweaks, right? Um, Luckily, we're doing it ourselves. So we're using ClickFunnels to to build it. But if we had to pay someone to do that, we would literally have just eaten into all of our money just doing updates on the websites. And how it looks now is completely different to how it was a month ago even. Do you know what I mean? It changes so quickly. Um, but it's easy to get sidetracked at the start, isn't it, into all those little nitty-gritty things that don't have a big impact. So let's talk about what does have a big impact. Like if you were to say to someone, this is what you need to focus on when starting out online, what would those things be? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, there's a few things I could cover here, Um, like really dialing down i think there's a few questions that i always get people to have a little think about um particularly online is the two questions that i like people to know an answer to is who do you want to serve and how do you want to serve them so i believe they're like the first couple of questions that you want to ask yourself online a little bit and uh this is you know, we've all we've all heard of the sort of the who do you want to serve, find your who, uh, niching down, finding an avatar. Those words are f- likely familiar with your audience and your listeners, right? Um, but, you know, when we're working in the health and fitness industry, it's big, it's broad, it's general. I know many people that I work with and chat with are, you know, they're personal trainers, they're health coaches, fitness professionals. And they're likely at this point of time in their businesses, like a, like a jack, jack of all trades. Yeah, generalist. If, if that, yeah, they're a generalist. So I know I did some PT as well for a year while I was getting the online stuff up and running. And I had clients who wanted to lose weight. I had some clients who wanted to build muscle. I wanted some clients that just wanted to uh, improve their energy, their well-being for you know the new kids, a new job, et cetera, et cetera. But 
when we go online, we have to niche this down a little bit. And I believe that we want to not just appeal to absolutely everyone online and just say, hey, we're the weight loss coach, we're the muscle building coach, or even even worse, just I'm an online trainer, I'm an online coach. Um, I think we, if you, you really want to excel and likely scale up and maybe even go full-time with the online coaching, then putting yourself into a little into a little pocket, into a little niche can work fantastically well. So instead of being that jack of all trades and saying on your Instagram, I'm an online trainer, inquire within or online fat loss coach, we can we can get very specific uh, and narrow that down. So maybe it could be about, okay, I'm a, I'm a weight loss coach for men. So that's a little bit narrower, but we could be also more specific. It could be weight loss coach for men over 20% body fat, right? So we're aiming at uh, more overweight people. And it could be even narrower, just like busy professional uh, men over 20% body fat. So you can see then how we can get narrower and narrower. And maybe you could um, specialize then not just in men, but in dads. So again, then something like you could be instead of your 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 sort of your handle, your hook as just an online trainer, you could become something much more like a body coach specializing in helping busy professional dads get under 20% body fat. So you see the difference there in finding out who you want to work with and how that can have a big impact on how you present yourself online, even just through that one sentence. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening to this, though, will will be like, well, why would I limit myself to one area of the market when I can just try and serve all of them, right? That mm-hmm. That is the common sort of thought process, isn't it? Let's just try and help everyone. Let's just try and scoop up everyone. But maybe explain why it's so important to niche and how it helps people market online. Well, like I said, yeah, I mean, we're just taking it from that jack of all trades and niching it down to essentially, I, I believe online that you want to, uh, well, it's it's becoming increasingly harder to stand out and to get noticed. So this is one way of really being able to do that. But ultimately, it's difficult to carve out a, a offer an offer for people as well online that get people to really take notice and to say, hell yeah, this is what I I want. So when we can narrow down to one person with one problem, it makes it much, much easier for us to get noticed. And it makes it much, much easier for them to say, hell yes, to your product or service, because it's going to start to feel a bit more like a glass slipper for them as well right so we're going up to them and we're instead of just saying oh we've got this sort of thing that might help you do this like lose weight or gain a bit of muscle it's speaking directly that that person it's like that glass slipper and if we can then have one person and one problem then it makes it a lot easier for us to create one product or one service that's solving that one person with that one problem so that's the way i kind of i I look at it there yeah yeah totally agree i mean it's it's kind of like a GP and a brain surgeon. Like a GP just does everything, jack of all trades, um, does the snotty noses, the rashes, all those bits and bobs, works long hours. And then you've got the brain surgeons who get treated with the utmost of respect and they get paid a ton of money to just perform one specific task. And people come for them for that exact reason. I suppose it's the same with personal training, right? You want to niche down, 
you want to pinpoint an audience and you want to basically just slice through the noise because it's so saturated. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. Um, something that has to be done or should be done definitely. And, and when you can get there, then I think it's about mapping out, you know, really getting, getting to know this one person and their problem and carving out a bit of a, a bit of an avatar or at least a couple of avatars as in a customer profile, right? Like, and it doesn't have to be rocket science. Um, for me, it's about as much as possible. And it's maybe not necessarily getting this hundred percent correct or filling in all the details from the word go. It's definitely something that evolves with time and you get better at, but truly understanding those people's, that one person's fears, their frustrations, and of course, on the flip side of that, their wants and their aspirations. So it's really about getting to know this small demographic of people that got this problem and then being able to show that to them and present them the solution at the same time. Got you. So let's talk about you. You've got two companies, right? You've got Exceed Nutrition and you've got Exceed Masterclass. And are they separate entities or do they mix over and how does that relationship work between the two different um, offerings? Sure. Yeah. Well, Exceed Nutrition uh, was the first company I set up. They are two separate businesses officially, uh, Exceed Nutrition and Exceed Masterclass. And uh, yeah, Exceed Nutrition was the first sort of business uh, that I created. And initially, it was very much geared towards uh, what I initially set up to do those six or seven years ago, which was yeah, educating the general public through our content on the site and then also through coaching programs. Ended up working with oh, definitely hundreds and hundreds of people myself through that website. Uh, we even had some coaches on board at some stage helping out with the, the clients there. And um, what we also saw then is I find that as I was creating Exceed Nutrition, uh, a lot of fitness professionals started to follow my work and get involved with it. I suppose at the time it wasn't as they, like too many people were doing the online stuff. So they were interested in the type of content we were putting out and they were interested in how I was growing an online business as well. So that side of things grew and the demand came for, Rue, can you teach us a bit about what you're doing here? It'd be super cool to, to know that. And that's when the Exceed Masterclass was created as well. And that's more specifically now tailored to helping health and fitness coaches uh, with the online personal training, the online marketing, online sales, online fitness business in general. So they're, they're very much um, separated in terms of what they're doing kind of kept them under the sort of Exceed brand that I've got going on there. But also Exceed Nutrition is still sticking to its nutrition roots, but we are no longer focusing on general public, but uh, again, creating some more resources, products and services for health and fitness professionals there as well. Okay. So that's super interesting. Let's let's dive into like the Exceed Masterclass and how that actually works. So how do people come on board? How do you actually help them? Do you build things for them? Is it like a done for you service, a done with you service? Like, how does it actually work? Yeah, good question. Uh, the masterclass is set up as something, this sort of all round program that I sat back and thought, what would have I, what did I need that six years ago? 
when I was really getting started. And for me, it wasn't some really fancy specific course that I needed. It wasn't about, you know, I didn't need some course on webinars or how to do sales calls or or anything. I needed some all round online business education. But on top of that, I also knew I needed a bit of I needed a bit of feedback, I needed a bit of advice, I needed a bit of support, basically a bit of coaching. Um, and again, I, you know, when I was looking around, I, I remember at that time, there was a few people offering it out there. But on the flip side of that, they also wanted to coach you for thousands and thousands of dollars every month. And again, I couldn't afford the courses at that time. I couldn't afford the coaching at that time. So I decided to create something that how could I how could I provide that to the fitness professionals where they could get the education, the training, the advice, and the support they need to create their online fitness business? So that's how the masterclass was really carved out. And as a result, it's it's not an expensive course and it's not a you know overpriced uh, coaching program either. It's actually a membership site. So it's um, something people can join right now at any time. They can come and join us inside the masterclass. And they can leave at any time as well. And of course, just like many many memberships, it's a it's an affordable monthly price for people to access as well. Just what you need when you're kind of getting started or you're in that early sort of grind and growth stage of an online business, which I know. So yeah, it's got the it's got the courses in there, it's got resources in there, but more importantly, and what the trainers really enjoy the most is the step by step roadmap which we created for them. So it's guiding them through the different phases. We've got four phases that I feel online are necessary. That's a planning phase. Again, the very thing that I skipped over when I started. You better better believe it's in in my program now. Um, Then a creation stage. So again, looking at, okay, how can you um, create this brand identity? How could you create this website? How could you create this product, this signature program? And uh, a few of the other online assets, like maybe like an email list, for example, and social media. And then we go into launching it. How can we get it out there? How can we make this official? Get your first few clients and then into a growth stage as well. So we've got roadmaps for each of those. Um, And the traders always tell me, oh, that's super powerful. And of course, again, I feel everyone needs that little bit of feedback, right? A little bit of a uh, little bit of coaching in there. So again, through our uh, coaching app that we've got onto the members area as well, the trainers get private one-to-one uh, messages with myself back and forth there too. So yeah, I think we've got a nice little all-round all, all uh, membership site here. Yeah, that's cool. That's like an interesting setup. I've not not kind of heard of that model being used on scale a lot of people like to offer courses don't they um just like a step-by-step mm. guide you're building in this membership if someone comes into the program like what's the what's the speed of progression is it limited to to how quickly they can go through the information or um how does that work in terms of the results how how do they get the results and how quickly can they get re- results of using your program yeah, well, the results, a lot of the time, I am not in this bandwagon of saying, um, you know, oh, you complete my program. Oh, you join this. I'm going to turn you into a six-figure online trainer or a seven-figure yeah. Yeah. online trainer. That's not my yeah, style. No. Yeah, I bet you do. And a lot of uh, I see a lot of marketing going on like that. 
I'm like the opposite of that. In fact, um, I tend to encourage people not to start online for numerous reasons. But um, a big one, of course, in terms of getting the results, uh, when I get asked this question is like, it's going to be down to how much the the member or the person implements what they're learning. So some trainers tell me, Rue, I'm working 50 hours a week and I want to go online to free up more of my time. Uh, how quickly can I get results? It's like, well, you're already working 50 hours a week. Uh, there's only going to be so much you can move forward with at a time week by week, right? Compared to someone who says, hey, Rue, um, you know, I got, I got 15 hours of coaching each week. So it uh, frees up a huge amount of time compared to maybe the other trainer and they're going to move forward potentially, yeah. hopefully a heck of a lot faster. But I do see really, um, I, I include like a quick start guide um, inside of our members uh, training as well. And that's kind of like my, if you want clients right now and then online, just follow this little pathway and do this course here. Um, and, and I can see people get clients within their first uh, week or two by joining the program. Got you. So I suppose it's relative to the individual. Um, and I suppose I find the same with my program. Some people will, I've got a course now. So I used to do one-on-one -on -one training, right? And then I turned it into a program. But people could literally just sit through it and go through it in one day and then start applying it the same day. But other people will come into it because they've got different schedules or different um, motivations. They'll take a lot longer to do it. So it's probably the same with your program. It's it's a lot down to the individual as well and how much they're prepared to do and how quickly they're prepared to do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to make any big lofty promises and uh, or any uh, pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's talk about like the online marketing then because this is what you're involved in um obviously i don't expect you to give people an exact blueprint because it wouldn't be possible on a podcast but what's the best way to really market online like if you could choose a specific way of marketing how how would you do it mm. again it's yeah it's a big question and of course a lot of this is directed down to the type of business model that the, the trainer or coach decides on from the start. So if someone suggests to me that they want to do one-on-one -on -one consulting online, like a very similar role that typically we have as personal trainers in a gym, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, et cetera, the business model that I would create for that would be very different to, or the marketing even, would be uh, fairly different to someone who says, "Hey, I want to sell a uh, fifteen dollar ebook to to everyone." Right? It's a very different way of putting yourself out there online. But I generally recommend for people if they're getting started first time online, not to think about membership sites and not think about selling ebooks and cheap products at that stage, because it's easier to slot into the consulting role just like we do as you know offline one-to-one -one personal trainers for example or health coaches and um, that just means we don't need to create so much stuff we don't have to create these membership sites or these products and downloads or resources etc etc mm. we can just we can just consult with people right they come to us we can get onto skype we can talk to them and if there is something very specific we need to create for them then we can just go and create that just for them send it to them and it's done right so um that's definitely one of my best ways of getting started online and with that as well the marketing can be much 
simpler too, um, believe it or not. So even though it's one-to-one consulting, I typically would say that it's one of the best ways to quickly make an income online as well, because you can charge more just like you can charge for one-to-one personal training, uh, much more than say like a group training program or a class, right? So uh, with that, then we can charge more, make more quicker, but uh, the marketing is pretty simple for it too. What I'm finding right now is that, you know, if you are doing that sort of consulting role, one-to-one stuff online, and people are going to be working directly with you, which they typically are um, online, if you're following that type of model, then it's definitely about putting you front of center of the business, the brand, so to speak. And it's more about building, not about a logo or brand, et cetera, but more of a personal branding that you will want to do. So for myself, that type of role, um, I saw success with it myself when I was running Exceed Nutrition on our coaching there. It's the type of model we set up with. And this is where I got to work on creating a lot of value for people. So really, no matter what avenue or marketing route that you go down, whether you're going to be huge on social media, whether you're going to be hugely focused on growing an email list and communicating with people through email or chatbots or I don't know, there must be a million ways of communicating and building up your audience these days. But ultimately, if you can put yourself front and center there, that's going to be one of the best marketing ways um, moving forward as well, because you're trying to build that personal connection with people because that's what you want them to, um, you know, if they're going to work with you personally, they have to know you, they have to like you and have to trust you. Yeah, because it's not the product they're buying into or a, or a membership site or a course or a program. At that stage, it's it's you that they're actually buying into. And of course, yeah. the results that you you have you can get for people. So for myself, definitely the first marketing routes are putting yourself front and foremost in the business, like not hiding away too much, like getting out there, perhaps picking a platform like a podcast, maybe like YouTube, or we could also do a blog and creating that value, creating that content that's going out there. Um, you know, I've created hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. Again, me taking the time to provide that value to people. And um, the same goes for if you're doing videos and social media, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, we cannot be underestimated of by providing that value first. So, you, so you're talking about personal branding there, effectively. You're basically talking about building a, a solid personal brand to leverage the trust by providing value to then get a loyal audience to then monetize. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the best way and one of the most effective ways initially of getting started. You don't have to worry about the, the logo, etc. And people saying, oh, I don't know what my you know, uh, domain name should be because I haven't got a name for my business yet. And they get stuck at this point. And it shouldn't yeah, be about getting, yeah. yeah, like what domain do I buy? It's like, just buy your name and it's done, right? We're going to, we can create this personal brand, we can put you front of center, you offer this consulting and uh, it works. It's as simple as that. And as time goes on, knowledge improves, experience gained, then you can go, you know what? I really like this niche. So I'm going to build out this site a little bit more in detail, or I finally thought of a name to suit this, 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 this thing I've been creating for the last yeah. year or two. And you can, you can deep dive it as well. So 
Yeah. So, so like, so like, start with with a personal brand. Um, use your own personal branding, right, to to leverage the business. Start with coaching. Then, what would be the next logical step? Because because with the coaching, obviously, you get paid a good amount of money. You're working one on one with the client, but it's no different to the offline business that these people are trying to move out to move out of sorry so they can scale right so what would be what would be the next step after the one-on-one consulting which which way would you take it after that well typically that would then um falling into a couple of different options in terms of different business models Mm. you could create something like a digital product for example so this is something that after a couple of years of consulting myself with online clients, like I said, I would chat to a client. They'd be like, Ru, I really need help with this specific thing. I'd be like, okay, I'll create a piece of content around this or let's see if I can put together, you know, some resource or something to help them with it. And after a number of years, I ended up having all of these resources, uh, all of these little programs. And then as I started getting new clients, I could kind of see that this would be better suited for them. So I was moving more into templates as yeah. it was kind of like, okay, this client would be good for this template. Let me yeah. tweak it and uh, move on. So the more and more I, I started building out these systems and these programs, and then that's when I was able to put together very specific coaching programs individually. And uh, I was able to sell those as individual programs and we also took it a step further as well um something i really like is membership sites yeah so we took the same programs that we could sell individually as uh one-time products and we also put them into a membership site about a year later as well and if you joined the membership site you would get access to all of my programs that we had for our clients and again some of our resources and some of our little habit challenges that we would run And then that was me starting to leverage out there my existing stuff that I'd created for my one-to-one clients and just scale them and just reuse them um, and repurpose them, essentially. And uh, believe it or not, a lot of the stuff now that we create for personal trainers and coaches as products and services for them, you know, really originally started from those those times that I was working in that consulting role, creating stuff for clients, and we're still they've changed a lot since then. But you know that's where the ideas came from, and that's why uh, the trainers and coaches who um, do get our products and services uh, really see value in them as well. So they've been tried and tested, so to speak. Awesome. That's that's an interesting um, sort of path of how all the resources are built up. You've got all these assets, and then you can just recreate them and repackage them up because you've been in the industry for a while and people can follow that same process, right? Sure, yeah. It's the same as exceedmasterclass.com, really. Um, like, okay, I like I said at the start, there was this interest in trainers and coaches asking me about online, online coaching and how to do this in the best ways. And, okay, I didn't go about just creating this uh, big exceedmasterclass.com website initially in all of the different elements that you'll see on there like ebooks and workbooks etc you'll find for free in the and the blog and the podcast etc they're all attached to it now that didn't start out at all any of that it just started off with um 
a simple sales page that we created saying, hey, we're going to create this this thing for you. Here's how to buy into it when it's ready. And it just expands, you know, it gets bigger and bigger as it gains momentum. So it's my biggest advice as I think I've 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 pressed on enough here in the call that it's it's not just about creating all of this stuff from the word go. It's about trying to find the the path of the least resistance, the easiest option, get, get, getting some momentum there, building out some of the assets with time, and uh, you're going to get smarter as well as you go. Yeah. So how do you get traffic now to your sites? Because a lot of people be thinking, well, I've got these great products. Um, I've got a website. How do I get the traffic and what methods do you use? Because you've got two different offerings. You've got Exceed Nutrition. You've got Exceed Masterclass. Um, how do you get the traffic there? Lots and lots of ways, of course, uh, people are resulting in ending up on my website and in particular certain important pages on my website as well. I call them the money pages. Um, yeah, so many ways. Certainly, I mean, there's there's kind of like the free and the paid routes, right? The classic sort of free routes and paid routes, which of course I've been harnessing the free routes are things like uh, our podcast, for example. We have uh, a, a podcast dedicated to helping personal trainers and uh, health coaches with online coaching. And that, of course, works uh, fantastically well for getting people to um, go and check out more about what we're doing and what we offer there. Uh, we've, of course, created very in-depth articles and resources for trainers too. So that's thankfully been um, a good hit with Google. So SEO helps there as well. After years of creating content, certain pieces have stood out there. So I would say that would be the main uh, and social media perhaps would also fall onto that onto that sort of free section. Um, again, pretty active on social media. We've grown our audience quite well there and we're always posting out our latest content and old stuff that links back to our sites. And then I'm a big fan of using paid traffic as well. No question about that. Um, so again, I, I don't think there's ever been a time in the last six years that I haven't had a Facebook ad running for my businesses. So again, lots of different ads running there to various forms of content and videos and downloads and workshops um, and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's the Facebook as well, the paid advertising, because I'd agree it's it's super underpriced right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's underpriced or overpriced, but I think as long as you can get to the stage of getting a return on investment from it and really being able to to track that, I think then the sky becomes the limit, right? Like if you can. If you can spend ten bucks on an ad and get, um, you can if you can get eleven bucks back, that's that's a great start, um, no question about it. But I find that you know certain people are, are are definitely capable of getting a two to three times return on their Facebook advertising. That would be definitely getting to a good level, in my opinion. I mean, you know, you put one dollar in, you get two dollars out. I mean, that's yeah, that's insane, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's. It's it's amazing. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it's it shouldn't be ignored. It shouldn't be ignored. Um, 
but it, it, it's 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 certainly a learning curve, the Facebook ads. And it's one of those assets that I recommend to trainers as in don't ignore this. Yeah, I get it. It might be a nightmare trying to get something approved by Facebook or trying to learn what it takes to get that ROI. But it's it's a learning curve that is going to put money in your pockets potentially yeah, for many for many 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 years right now for from what i'm seeing so yeah you have to have to get on it so it sounds like you use uh, you're using a lot of different methods because you've been around for so long as well so you've got all these different pieces of content um that are basically laced throughout the internet that are driving back to your sites right and your offerings so it's kind of like it gets easier over time as well. So a lot of people will come in and they might feel a bit discouraged, but if you keep at it repeatedly every day, putting out content, looking at new methods to drive traffic, it gets easier, right? Yeah, it certainly builds up. It's uh, I'm a, uh, a phrase I always like to say is it's like tipping a, you know, an online business is a little like tipping off the the sort of um, snowball at the top of a hill, right? And it's going to gain momentum as it comes down. As long as you're you're doing that little bit every day to try and get it better and better and better, you find then it just gains this momentum down the hill. It's picking up more snow. And uh, before you know it, in a few years' time, you tend to have this nice momentum that's um, just kind of keeps building and building, providing that you're doing some of the key things right and uh, you're genuinely providing value to people through high quality products and services yeah and you mentioned podcasting and obviously you've put out a ton of podcasts what was the decision to to choose podcasts over like other forms of content maybe youtube or um or other things what 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 made you choose podcasting yeah so i tend to recommend okay you 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 decide between you want to do a podcast you want to do videos such as a youtube um, channel or you blog so it's more of a written text type form of content yeah. and uh my writing was crap six years ago um it's still not great but it's a lot better and the videos were even worse oh dear um i don't know if you've ever had that time where you go back into your youtube channel a few years later and you look at some of those first videos and you literally have to delete them Crazy. That's how bad some of my videos. Yeah, it was horrendous, mate. So I quickly thought, well, podcasting is a medium that, yeah, it's a conversation. Particularly, I was doing interviews at the time, so it's just a conversation. It was an easy way for me to create content, stay consistent to it as well, because I didn't worry about video and the formatting and the cutting up and trying to keep people engaged. And um, yeah, as I said, my my writing wasn't great at the time, so. Uh, I thought podcasting would be a really good avenue. Plus, I got onto a couple of podcasts very early. Uh, I had a couple of friends back in the day uh, when I was first starting out online who were doing similar things, and they started a podcast, and they invited me on. So I did a couple of interviews on podcasts, and I thought, yeah, this is a really nice platform. I enjoy it as well. Yeah. And I think that's a big element of it. Like you have to enjoy it. I enjoy sitting here right now chatting with you. Yeah. There's a little, there's a yeah, there's a little it. buzz to it. And just like, yeah, there's a little yeah, just jamming, just having a little chat. And from the messages that I get from it as well, even though it's not a huge effort on my part to 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 do something like this with yourself and likewise probably for you just to chat with me 
it it resonates with people it helps people and uh yeah i mean that's all that's what we're creating this content for right so if we can yeah. achieve that and it's easy and simple for us yeah uh, get them on get on it yeah and I, th- I think it's a good platform as well going forward um Gary V bangs on it, uh, bangs on about it a lot because obviously we're moving more into voice now, aren't we? With these um, voice tools like Alexa and uh, Google Play and all that sort of stuff. So I think podcasting and recording voice and voice content is just going to get better as more people want to do more things at once. They can listen and drive or listen and clean their teeth. And so if you can really position yourself on one of these platforms, which which you've already done you're going to be successful in tapping into those new tools in the future as well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I like that that angle. I haven't thought about that myself, but something I did notice with the podcasting um, myself over the years, particularly when it was when I was focusing on promoting myself as the online nutrition coach mm-hmm. through Exceed Nutrition, um, I, I, I don't know if I would recommend it these days for a lot of online trainers and aspiring online trainers in their content creation. It's definitely an option there. And I've definitely got trainers who have done really well from starting a podcast in the masterclass. But I, I find that depending on what you're selling, what you're trying to promote, um, you know, a lot of the general public Podcasts provide a lot of value, right? We can literally record a 60-minute interview and there's so much so much information there. And then we do week, weekly episodes, really builds up in content. I find for a lot of the general public that they may not necessarily be looking to consume that amount of content around health and fitness. They're just looking for the solution pretty much straight then there they realize that in eight weeks time they've got a wedding and they need to lose some weight yeah so it's not about going through 100 podcasts for them it's about finding a solution asap right and i find that that is definitely more so in the body transformation you know weight loss weight gain type space for the trainers that that slow education route which podcasts tend to be they're there they're 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 a good platform but perhaps things like videos written blogs um and certain other types of you know media creation may bring a faster return if that makes sense than the podcasting podcasting is very very slow it's definitely about building up an audience that's there that you can rely on um but it is very very slow and difficult to get them to do things as well um because yeah. most people are listening to podcasts when they're on the move they're on the bus they're on the you know on the treadmill etc cetera, etc cetera. so when you say hey come by my program that doesn't quite happen <laughs> through a podcast directly no, no, no. so yeah. yeah the call to actions are very very weak so if you can if you're driving traffic to other things like a blog post that can take people to a sales page for example or an application page or a video on facebook with a link in the description taking people to your money pages and opt-in page etc cetera, etc cetera, i think you're going to see a bit more traction there awesome so are there some like big mistakes that you're aware of that you see all the time that personal trainers make when it comes to starting an online business like the top fails that just they do them and it just backfires or they do stuff and it just doesn't get any results and it's plainly obvious to you but maybe not so obvious to people coming into the industry 
Yeah, there's quite a few. I'm trying to think oh, what would be the best one. There's a lot, you know. Yeah, I could go off on a couple of rants as well. Um, look, I I think when I touched on at the start, like I mentioned that I'm keen on helping trainers initially think a bit more about, you know, who do they want to serve? How do they want to serve them? And, and in particular, more about themselves and coming back to, why do they want to coach online? Like yeah. a big mistake, I think that's happening, and it's not the trainers or you know the people's fault to blame. Really, it's it's those like like us, you know, the uh, creating the content who you know are misleading people possibly. So they think, oh, I'm going to start this online business. I'm going to make lots of money. It's going to be super easy. I think that's one of the big problems. I see with the trainers and coaching coming into the online stuff is that they greatly underestimate that this has to be dealt as a, as a project mm. and something that you're going to have to really, um, you know, plan for, as I've said, experiment, test with, get some experience, get some help, get some coaching, get some support around it. And that's what you do when something's a big project, a big, meaningful project that, yes, it can turn you into a six-figure trainer, et cetera, can uh, add on some extra knots to your income, et cetera. But you have to understand and appreciate it then that if it, if it was that easy to do, everyone would be making it a success. And therefore, you have to come into it accepting that this is a project this is going to take some real yeah. pig-headed discipline and determination to see through it's not just about paying someone a couple of thousand dollars for a course and thinking that's it i'm just going to implement this and i'm going to be rich and famous or it's not about paying someone two thousand dollars for a website and thinking i've got a website so i'm going to be rich and famous it's a it's a real grind it's a real hustle yeah and yeah. uh yeah it's almost like uh, passion versus pounds, isn't it? You've kind of got to have that that burning desire to actually want to do this and actually want to help people. Otherwise, when it does get tough, you're going to tap out. You just won't sustain it. Mm. Mm. I, I, I make a lot of correlations these days and a lot of parallels with like our clients that we would work with as well. So we know there's like these different sets of clients. Some will be like, uh, okay, I'm 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 committed to this. I'm ready to do the work. I see it for the long haul. Are these the personal I'm, trainers I'm, or the the nutritional ones? Yeah, like nutrition clients, okay. you know, health and fitness clients. Yeah. Like you know, they're, they're they're ready. They're determined. They'll say to us, "Okay, I don't want to do any fads or gimmicks. I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. Show me the way." And they do it. And then we also get clients who come to us who are a little bit uh, disillusional, right? They're like, "Okay, I want to see results tomorrow," and. Uh, we know that that's not necessarily the case. So yeah, I think we can kind of relate to those type of clients. And I think we want to make sure that we don't fall into the, the sort of quick fix fad type clients when we're approaching the online business. We want to take that long haul route. This is a journey. This is a process, not just an overnight uh, you know, thought process and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Yeah, totally agree. So a lot of people come into this um, industry because they kind of want the the laptop lifestyle, right? They want the freedom. They want to be able to travel. I mean, what's it like for you? Have you got um, kind of a remote-based business? Are you in one location? Do you get the opportunity to travel because of how you've set it up? be interesting to hear like where you are and how that all works. 
Sure, sure. Um, when I first got online, it was purely my why was to escape that nine to five job, get away from the boss, etc. And uh, I'm, I've been very fortunate over the last few years to now I see some of those benefits that we see uh, touted so much with the online business, like being able to travel and having that remote freedom. And it's definitely encouraged me to keep building out those uh, assets online that enabled me to do this for the last... Uh, I think two or three years, I've been constantly traveling. I left uh, England, the UK, where I was living for quite some time after university and doing all my engineering and started the business, et cetera. Once I got to a certain level, I was able to uh, retire my girlfriend, which was super cool. She was fed up with her job as well. So I was like, well, why don't you come work for me? Uh, we'll, get, we'll find something for you to do. And uh, that really opened us up then to be able to leave the UK entirely. We spent the last couple of years traveling. I've never went back to the UK. I now seek, um, uh, spend a lot of time, sorry, in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, which I've just had such a fun time here. Whenever we, whenever we've stayed here for visits, so it's just like let's let's keep going back there. There's something okay. about it. It's yeah, really fun. Nice. And um, yeah, and uh, so we do a lot of traveling. Tomorrow, I'm literally jumping on a plane to head to Barcelona for four weeks. Oh, Barcelona. And, I uh, love that city. He, a lot of people say Yeah, I've never there. been. Oh, it's so good there. Like the food, the culture, the the weather, the people, the shopping, the beach. Like it's literally, it's it ticks all the boxes. Like it's just great. Mm. Very close to the UK as well. Very close. So you got your head oh, yeah. to live or you got a place out there or what? Yeah, we've got a place in the center just on the uh, the seafront where you mentioned there. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to stay there a month, then come back to Barcelona and then head to Australia for two months, doing a tour around Australia. Um, have a, I think we'll set up a mastermind, business mastermind in Australia for our gang there and then uh, come home via Bali uh, in Indonesia. Yeah. And um, why I'm dragging this out is in Bali, we'll also bring over our team members, which I have in the Philippines. So we have um, three or four full-time staff out in the Philippines right now who help us every single day with all of our little tasks and projects and yeah. so uh, customers. and uh, Pretty much. Well, um, uh, well, we're, 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 We've developed specific roles as opposed to just a, an assistant role. We have a content manager. We have a graphic designer. We have a support specialist. Um, so we, we've we've gone a little layer deeper than the VA side of sure. things. But sure. I always I always recommend starting with getting get an overseas VA. It can it can literally transform your business by just having that extra little bit of help. So we bring them to Bali. We have a little group team for uh, for a week in Bali. And I'll come back again here uh, mid-March, April for back to Amsterdam as well. So yeah, definitely, definitely gives me the the traveling lifestyle and the freedom aspect. Not a bad lifestyle, Avery. Not a bad lifestyle. Not bad. I'm not complaining. No, no, no. no. I said with a... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I don't like to promote it too much. Like it's it's not my thing. It's not my, it's not my hook. It's not my yeah. sales thing, but yeah. uh, it's there. It's definitely there. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it takes time to build up to that. And you obviously need to build up the income and you need to build up the, the sort of the frameworks and the procedures 
and likely then that's going to be linked to teamwork as well. It's not going to just be you. I do meet a lot of solopreneurs traveling, certainly when I go to places like Bali, et cetera. Uh, but um, so it's doable. You couldn't, you can move about without the huge income or the team, et cetera. Um, so it just depends where you are, I suppose, yeah. in the journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're, we're bringing this to a close now. It's been an amazing chat. Um, you're an absolutely great guy. It's been great speaking to you. Is there any sort of um, last minute things you'd want to say to maybe people looking at starting an online fitness business? Obviously, other than speaking to you, of course, because like that's what you do. But what what's your main piece of advice that you'd give people? Uh, main piece of advice is to just do your research before getting any of that support and help. Um, not procrastinating over too long as in some people decide they need to buy a course so make sure you you research that and you know look into that try and get some reviews that aren't just on the on the information pages or sales pages same goes for if you want someone to help you with a website do your research find someone that you think is really going to be suitable and give you value for money yeah. same goes for a coach or mentor if you're looking to seek you know whatever you need right now to help your online fitness business move forward yeah we need help we need coaches we need courses we need uh to build these assets we need tech help etc but please please do your research find the good guys there's a lot of uh i don't want to say bad guys but um there's there's some really good guys like people doing epic stuff and they're the people that you really want to try and uh link up with yeah awesome so do your due diligence guys make sure you um look into people thoroughly and just make sure it all stacks up basically yeah. So I'm going to put in all the links to your um, social media and your websites. But if anyone wanted to find out more information about your different products and services, where can they find you, Ru? Sure. I mean, obviously, you guys are all podcast listeners, which I um, truly respect. I'm a huge podcast fan, not just from creating them, but uh you know, I've learned so much from podcasts over the years. So I've put that back into my own podcast. It's called the Fit Pro Masterclass Podcast. Just have a search into iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever, Spotify. Search for Rue Anderson. You'll find it there. Uh, it's called the, the Personal Trainer Podcast, Fit Pro Masterclass Podcast. Come connect with me there. That's really, it's, I think we're over a hundred episodes on, on that show, which is just been dedicated to the last couple of years to helping online trainers so i think really that's a great place to start if you're interested in learning more head over to the websites exceednutrition.com or exceedmasterclass.com and i'm pretty sure you'll find something that uh interests you there awesome thank you so much Rue. it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you really appreciate your time um and yeah everyone go check him out listen to his podcasts and check out the website for more info Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you did, head over to your favorite app and leave us a short review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you wanted to learn more about our products and services, head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted an awesome website built for your coaching business, head over to our partner company, sevectormedia.com. That's all from me. See you soon.